Hallelujah. Isaiah 64, 5 says that the Lord meets with those who rejoice. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad we came to meet with God? You say, what's the appropriate, you know, there's protocol to meet with dignitaries. And he says, the protocol to meet with me is rejoicing. He says, that's who I, when you, that's the proper protocol. What does he say? He says, enter his gates with thanksgiving. Enter his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his holy name. You can actually sing your way into God's presence. In fact, that's his, he prefers that when you come to meet with him, you do it with an attitude of rejoicing. I, there's just no protocol. Such thing. Protocol. Proper protocol to meet with God. Isaiah 64, 5. I meet with those who rejoice. There's proper dress to meet with the Lord. Yeah. Put on the garment, garment of, of praise. praise for the spirit of heaviness. He says, he says uh, you, you've turned for me my morning into dancing. You put, I put off my sackcloth. Well, I kept wanting to read this, so I'm going to turn to it. I guess, I don't know. See, some of you are getting your healing right now. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Right there. There you go. Psalms 40 says, I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined to me and heard my cry. He also brought me out of a horrible pit and out of the miry clay. You know, in other words, if you feel stuck this morning, you know, that's what miry clay is. I mean, it's just like, you know, just stuck. You can't make any progress. You can't advance. He said, he brought me out of the miry clay and set my feet upon a rock, established my steps and put a new song in my mouth. So now listen, he, pra- he said, praise to our God. Many will see it and will trust in the Lord. He put it in their mouth. So listen, this morning, you know, we want you to break the sound barrier. You know what I mean? We talked about that a little bit Wednesday night, but I guess you could go ahead and sit down if you want. You've been standing for a while. Uh, But don't hesitate to speak out uh, with a voice of rejoicing because I'm telling you something's stuck in your life and yet you feel that there's a, a, a release there. Go ahead. You won't disturb us. And we just, you know, different people like different ways. It won't bother us at all. If you want to, you know, shout glory or, or, you know, if you want to get up and dance, that won't bother us at all. Some, some people it might bother, you know, they'll probably let you know if it does, but it won't bother us at all. In fact, what really disturbs the service is if you don't do anything. (laughs) Now that's very, ushers watch them. That's very, very disturbing to the service. Just keep your eyes on them. I remember, uh, you know, I always tell people if, if you really, you don't feel like you have any reason to rejoice, you just haven't got the right information because the bible says that he arose up from the grave victorious over all of our enemies hallelujah so you know we're not here because we need something else to happen we're here in order to become aware and stir up and actually just release our faith in what has already happened we don't need anything else to happen we just want to just you know just let her flow. Yeah. Hallelujah. I, I like what John Hagee said. I think it was John Hagee. He said, you know, he'd been to Israel several times. I don't know if, if y'all ever been to Israel. We, I, we've never been, but he said, it's the only place I've ever been where I, people actually wait in line to see absolutely nothing. 
He said, you know, at the the for the place where you, the the uh, grave site, you know, where the tomb. Gra- where they, the tomb of Jesus is. He said that not grave site because he's not there. The tomb. He said they will actually, you know, line up. He's seen them line up for and wait for hours to walk through that area where that tomb is. He said they just wait. He said the only place in the world I've ever been where people line up to see absolutely nothing. I thought that's exactly right. That's what the devil knows about the death and burial and resurrection of Jesus. That there was nothing that could keep him there. And there's nothing left there. Because every knee shall bow and every tongue confess. All power in heaven and earth is given unto him. I don't know about you. But when the next time the devil tries to bury you with something, you say, there's nothing there. Nothing there. Hallelujah. Woo, glory to God, because I'm telling you, it's a message of release. The first time, one of the first opportunities we had to uh, sing in France. Let me tell me about that. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of some words. Well, we were we were actually invited to sing at the World Cup soccer uh, match in Paris. There, it was in Paris, France, in '98, I believe it was, and uh, it was interesting because we were at a church about a month before and. They took up a special missions offering, and that's a whole nother no, story. Was, it was like days. Well, about you're it wasn't right. A month. You're right. It wasn't even a month. We it had, had maybe a couple weeks or so. You're right. The next morning after this special missions offering, we woke up. We were getting ready to leave at that church, and there was a fax in our hotel room from Paris, France, and they said we just received permission from the city council of Paris, France, to invite you to be one of the groups to sing. And they had several venues set up throughout the city of Paris, and we have two venues, two spots: one by the Eiffel Tower in Paris, and one by in the park of the Cathedral of Notre Dame. And we want to know if there's any way and any way you could come we are inviting you to come well uh we would have not been able to do it because financially at the last moment the world cup soccer match was there and you know so it costs a lot to get over there but because of this missions offering we had it and we went over there and when we went over there, I mean, you know, I don't know if you've ever been to Paris, but in the Eiffel Tower, there's like a big park area that surrounds it, quite a large area. And then there's a, a band shell that's there in the middle of the park, and that's where we were. But it goes into the streets. It goes, goes into, into the, the streets shops, all over. All and, over. It's and, one of the biggest mass crusades you'll ever have. And you could area you could not see grass. You could not see a street. You could not see any cement. All you could see were people. There were over 60 different nations there. And you've got to understand, France is a country where it is illegal to have Christian-owned radio or television stations. It's illegal. And yet the city council of Paris, France, gave us permission to sing. We sang for like three hours at one place and I think two or three hours at the other place. And we sang every gospel song. They kept we trying to shut France. us down. No, please. Yeah, they did. They kept. We had permission, but they were. They didn't like that God thing. But we had, we had the papers, you know. And so the church people just stood over to the side and for two hours argued. French people are good at this. Argued with the police. Oh, oh no, no, they're very not. good. And then after two hours, they said, okay, we'll go. But anyway, here we are out there singing. And I'm telling you, when we were out there, it wasn't just about, you know, well, let's tell them our, you know, uh, uh, all, uh, all about our trouble. Tell them all about our trials. Let's tell them all about. No, no. There is a message that cuts through all of that, cuts that lifts through. everyone up. And it doesn't matter. You may not. There's a lot of things you may not share in common with people. But, honey, I can tell you, Jesus reaches the heart of everyone. And we started singing this song. And as we did, we just want to declare the truth of what God has done because it doesn't matter where you're at when you hear the truth you go free and this is the song we started with it you might know it Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. You can be seated. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to read you a scripture if I could out of Matthew chapter 16. Matthew chapter 16, verse 13. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi and he asked his disciples saying, who do men say that I, the son of man am? So they said, some say John the Baptist, this is Matthew chapter 16, verse 13 through verses uh, 19. He said, some say John the Baptist, some Elijah, others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. He said to them, but who do you say that I am? He, Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. I like that living God. Glory to God. Jesus answered and said to him, blessed are you, Simon Barjona for flesh and blood must be something falling off the ceiling. Is that right? Keep fitting. Anyway, (laughs) glory to God. (laughs) Blessed are you, Simon Barjona for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. And I got news to you. Flesh and blood does not ever reveal to you anything from heaven. That's why we walk by faith and not by sight. And you say, yeah, but this is so real. But this is so temporary. Temporary. And you may be 16 and think it ain't ever going to change. But hang out a few decades. And you'll realize how temporary it is. Like I gave my... I gave my older brother a car birthday card one day and on the front it had a guy and he was, you know, kind of balding. He had on a flowered shirt and striped be pants careful, and be careful now. it said, happy birthday, brother. And it opened it up and it said, one year closer to looking like dad. <laughs> oh, glory to God. But anyway, I don't know why I said that, but, um, I know it says, uh, Flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. In other words, you're just not going to get it that way. But there is a way to get it. But my Father who is in heaven. So in other words, heaven is not out of touch with where you are right now. Glory to God. You can be in touch with the heavenly heavenly plan of God. And he says, and he actually gives them in these next scriptures the way to be in touch with the plan of God from heaven. Would y'all like to have that? You know, it's one thing lots of plans made on this earth, but there's a plan from heaven that God has given us for our time. And let me tell you something. When you understand your time, you know, it's one thing to get something in your life, but some things don't last forever. You just have a certain space of grace. And he starts talking about a work that God has. It's a, he- it's a plan from heaven, but it's for your time. And he says, and I also say to you that you are Peter. And on this rock, I will build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. If you want to know why Jesus came to this earth, got in a human body, walked on this earth, went to the cross, and rose from the dead, he tells you right there. He says, I'm, you said, you want to know what I'm going to do? He said, I'm going to build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I'll give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind. Now he's talking about you. 
You know why he's talking about you? Because when he talks about the church, he's talking about the plan of God for you. You understand there's one family, Ephesians 3 says, in heaven and on earth. You're always the family. Always. Whether you're in heaven or on earth. Only one family. But there's only a space of grace where we actually get the privilege of functioning as the church. You know, God has different dispensations, different times. Hebrews 1 says, God in different times and in different ways has spoken to us in times past. He spoke in different ways. You know, he spoke with Abraham uh, uh, and, and through the promise. And he spoke with Moses through the law. And he spoke with Noah through the flood. And he spoke with, you know, uh, Adam and Eve as they walked in the garden in the before sin came in. And he and walked and talked with them. In different times, he spoke in different ways. But as we can find out in Hebrews 11, no matter what time it is, no matter how it is that God is speaking, we as the people who are hearing from him always respond the same way by faith Abraham by faith Moses by faith uh, 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 Noah by built the ark by faith Sarah conceived by faith so it doesn't matter what time it is we know our response is always by faith so you say, well, what is it that God's working on today and, and that, that I'm a, uh, uh, the, the, the way, the plan, uh, that, that actually, uh, causes the, 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 the light of God and the power of God to be demonstrated in all the earth. Well, I'm glad you asked. He says, and I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. The message Bible says it like this. This is the rock on which I will put together my church, a church so expansive with energy that not even the gates of hell will be able to keep it out. And that's not all. You will have complete and free access to God's kingdom. Keys to open any and every door, any and every door, you know, keys open doors. Any and every door, no more barriers between heaven and earth, earth and heaven. A yes on earth is a yes in heaven. A no on earth is a no in heaven. Glory to God. I'm telling you, when Adam and Eve walked in the garden and they, and they sinned, the Bible says in Romans 3, they lost the glory that God meant for them to have. And, you know, they lost their place of authority on this earth. But God did not lose his power. They lost their place of authority. That's what, you know, authority is delegate or power is delegated authority. They had a place of authority. They lost it. But Jesus says, what I'm going to do is going to bring back that place of authority. And it's going to be called the church. Hallelujah. And so a lot of times, you know, people are always trying to figure out how to be a part of the plan of God. And they got all kinds of crazy ideas how to be a part of the plan of God. But I will tell you this. If you will focus on the church, you will focus on the plan of God. And I'm talking to Christians and I'm talking to Christians in 2000, you know, what are you? When we're living in five, I'm talking to you today. The plan of God for the Christian cannot be made known without the Christian being aware and a part of the church. 
In fact, this morning I was, uh, uh, well, I was, as I was getting ready, I, I heard these words because people kind of diminish the local church today. If you haven't been here for the week, you, you, you may be just kind of, I can't play catch up with you, but the, the word church in the New Testament is used primarily major, the majority of time, 90 out of 114 times in reference to local assembly. And most, and when people only want to focus on the universal church, which I believe I'm not, there is truth there, but when they want to take that truth and, and cause it to take the place of the local church, what happens is if you don't focus on the local church, then it's just theology to you. And the practical aspect of what God wants to do in your life is it doesn't connect. It just doesn't connect. And I'll tell you something else. If you diminish the place of the church, the local church, you will diminish the place of the pastor. Let me say it again. If you diminish the place of the local church, you diminish the place of the pastor in your life. And that's what keeps you from having the will of God. You say, well, why can't we just talk about the church in universal terms? One of the main reasons is because it prevents you from having the right place of a pastor in your life. And I'm telling you, Jesus didn't say they're like sheep without an evangelist. He said they're like sheep without a shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. Nobody will ever love you or care for you the way a pastor will. And the thing that, and actually the anointing of the pastor is for the purpose of causing, there's only one, you know, of all the gifts that God gave to the church, evangelist, pastor, or prophet, apostle, uh, pastor slash teacher. There's only one that has teacher connected with it. And that is the pastoral office. And so what will happen is if you diminish the place of the local church, then you diminish the place of the pastor and you will diminish the place of being taught in your life. Nobody can teach you the way a pastor can. And so as I was looking through the book of Acts and looking at at the role of people who had a part in the local church, I began to see what it led to. Because you see, when you connect with the plan of God through the local church, you're going to connect with someone that will help you go further than you could by yourself. Absolutely the truth. So very practically, I'm not going to go back over everything that we've been talking about for the last few days, but I'm going to show you uh, just by going through just uh, a person's lo- uh, who was connected with the local church in the book of Acts, and I'm going to help you to see what happens when they are in the, the, the relationship, you know, the, uh, as a member, they actually are able to fulfill the mission that God's given them. Look with me in Acts chapter 6, if you would. In Acts chapter 6, this was, um, uh, I'll just start here in verse 1 of Acts chapter 6. It says in Acts chapter 6, verse 1, Now in those days, when the number of the disciples was multiplying, there arose a complaint against the Hebrews by the Hellenists because their widows were neglected in the daily distribution. Then the twelve summoned the multitude of the disciples and said, It is not desirable that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. Therefore, brethren, watch this now, seek out from among you, 
You ought to circle those words. Because if they hadn't been there, they would not have been chosen. If you've ever had anybody deal with real estate on a professional level with you, they'll tell you three things are of most importance. Location, location, location. I'm telling you 90% of getting the will of God, connecting with the will of God in your life as a member of a church is just being there. And they, therefore, brethren, seek out from among you seven men, look at this, of good reputation. So it doesn't just matter that you're there. It's what you do while you're there. One thing you want to be sure you never do, never do anything to hinder building the church. In fact, if you want to know the truth, the most like Jesus you will ever get in a congregation is whatever activity you're doing to build the church. Because Jesus said, I will build my church. That's what he said. He's, you say, what's the activity of Jesus during this hour? He is building the church. And I'm telling you, you say, doesn't he want to go out and feed the poor? Listen to me. If there's no church, I'm telling you, the, every uh, act that's ever, you know, hospitals are a result of the activity of the church. Did you know that? Yeah. All of the things that started, uh, universities are a result of the church. Of the church. Do you understand? The church is the very fiber that brings society any hope or any sense of life or any sense of expectation for the future. If it wasn't for the church, nobody would have any reason to go on. Even people who are unaware of the church, it is the effect of the church in a community that brings life and hope. It's more important than the sewage system. It's more important than the electricity curve. The, it's, you know, yeah. It's more, it is the infrastructure of a, of a community. So he said, I seek out from among you seven men of good reputation, full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business. So he's just looking for somebody to take care of some business. And he says, I'm looking for people who, who are number one here. Number two, having a a good reputation. Number three, full of the Holy Ghost. He says, I want somebody who not just showing up, but somebody who is a part of the plan of God. And you say, well, I just don't think I'm qualified. Well, that's the whole reason you're here. (laughs) To actually, because don't you know that all the gifts that God gave, he gave to the church? That's where they get unwrapped. Hallelujah. And he said, and so he said, but we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word and the saying, please, the whole multitude, man, I'm telling you, that was a Holy Ghost service. And they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and the Holy Spirit and Philip, Procurus, Nicanor, Timon, Parmenid, I don't even know how to say it. And Nicholas, a proselyte from Antioch, whom they set before the apostles. And when they had prayed, they laid hands on them and look at the effect of these men. Listen, these are just seven men who say there's some people who are not getting fed they're complaining you can either hinder or help the move of god when problems arise in the church now i guarantee you problems are going to rise in the church just make sure you're not the one causing them you're the one bringing an answer for them just just say well i don't know what to do to help build the church is there a problem don't make it worse make it better 
That's what these seven men did. Well, there's a problem in the church. What are you going to do? I think I'll leave it. Well, that's the problem. If you leave, you know what you just did? You missed your opportunity to grow and go further in the will of God for your life. You just missed it. Don't you know the place that you stand in is the place that where you bring an answer to a problem? That's what gives you a place to stand. I'm telling you right now, the Holy Ghost is a lot smarter than we are. And he looks for people who are willing to find to be an answer to the problem. Jesus is the answer, and he makes you one too. Yeah. When my pastor sees me coming, I want him to say, oh, now here comes an answer. (laughs) Yeah. And so he says, look at the effect of this, though. Look at the effect of this, because we want this to happen. But sometimes we don't realize how very easily each one of us play a part in making it happen. Then the word of God spread. See, that's what I'm after. I'm after evangelism. I'm after getting the word of God outside and spreading through the world. Well, look at how it happened. Seven men in a church having trouble. People were complaining and they said... We're not only here to be a blessing to the church, but we're here to serve and do whatever we need to do. How does it happen? I'm telling you, it's no secret. It's tied up in the participation of each member functioning in the local church. And it said, then, then the word of God spread and the number of the disciples multiplied greatly. You know what disciples are? Disciples are people who are learning and being taught the word of God. This is not a casual activity. In being, he said, and the number of the disciples multiplied greatly in Jerusalem and a great many of the priests were obedient to the faith. Woo! Well, you got to read the next verse. It says, and Stephen, full of faith and power, did great wonders and signs among the people. And then it says, as he was, go- as we read in chapter seven, we find out that Stephen was uh, uh, stoned to death, and, and Saul of Tarsus was there holding their um, uh, garments as as this happened. And so uh, Stephen, the leading person who was named as the seven who were chosen here, the leading. Man, uh, was all of a sudden killed and martyred. I mean, this was the work of the devil to try to stop the activity of the church. Of what? The church. What did he go after? He went after someone who was working in the church. Why did he do that? Because if you can stop the church and if you can stop people from committing to the church, you can stop people from committing to the plan of God. And so he said, so, you know, uh, it says in chapter eight, verse one, Saul was consenting to the death. And at that time, a great persecution arose against the church, which was at Jerusalem, the church. And they were all scattered throughout regions of Judea, Samaria, except the apostles. So they're all scattered because of this persecution. But look at what happens here. It says, uh, uh, verse four, therefore, those who were scattered went everywhere preaching. And it says in verse five, and Philip went down to Samaria and preached Christ to them. Philip, he was one of those guys that he was named right after Stephen. So he's keeping, he, he's not, he's not, uh, 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 he's not decreasing in the plan of God. He's going further. Can you see that? Can you see how it's connected to a church? 
And he said, he went and he preached uh, to, to the city of Samaria, preached Christ. The multitudes with one accord heeded the things spoken by Philip, hearing and seeing miracles, which he did. Unclean spirits uh, uh, crying with a loud voice came out of many who were possessed and many who were paralyzed and lame were healed. And there was great joy in the city. You say, that's what I want. I want an evangelistic crusade. Man, I want great joy in the city. It started with him being faithful to serve in a local church. That's right. It didn't just happen. It was a progressive activity. He went further in the plan of God because he stayed in the place where the plan of God could be administered and actually the gifts could be unwrapped. I think I'm preaching a lot better than you. Some of y'all looking at me like, what are you talking? You all understand what I'm talking about, don't you? This is not that big of a place. You can see my face good, can't you? It says, so it says in verse 14, look at this now. Now, when the apostles were who were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, this was by the preaching of Philip, they sent Peter and John to them. Look at this. And when they came down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Ghost. And as yet he had not fallen on them, they'd only been baptized in the name of Jesus. And they laid hands on them and they received the Holy Ghost. So what happened? He's still connecting with the church in Jerusalem. He didn't disconnect. They were a part and parcel of this act. Activity. Let me tell you something. Evangelism must be connected to the church. There's no such thing as parachurch activity. Do you understand what I'm saying? I believe that we need to nurture and focus on the local church. And when I say, the reason I say local church is because, you know, if you don't focus on the local church, if you diminish the place of the local church, you diminish the place of the pastor. And it is the pastor that, the voice of the pastor that is the most important voice for any Christian to hear. Other voices are good, but if you don't hear the voice of your pastor, you know anybody who hears the voice of a prophet but doesn't have a pastor? Do you know what they're like? Do you want to be like them? How many people want to be like them? Probably not many. You want some evangelism going on? There's a connection here with the functioning of the plan of God. Isn't this good? And so they still stay connected there. And look in verse 26. What time is it? I'm almost through. It says in, um, it says uh, in verse... In verse 26, an angel of the Lord spoke to Philip and said, Arise, go toward the south, down uh, on, on a road which goes from Jerusalem to Gaza. And he arose and he went. And this tells me that he was back in the church in Jerusalem at this point because that's where he came from. And then it's, it's skip on over because I want to hurry here. And it says, After he preached to this eunuch and, and gave him the word of the Lord, he opened his mouth and began in verse 35 to preach Jesus to him. And then he, you know, he, he baptized him. And it says in verse 39, When they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord caught Philip away. And the eunuch saw him no more. And we, he went on his way rejoicing. But Philip was found in Azotus and passing through. He preached in all the cities till he came to Caesarea. Now turn over to verse to chapter 21. I'm telling you, Philip, one of, one of these guys that was chosen in the beginning here in the book of Acts was one of the few men in the New Testament that actually was translated by the Spirit of God. Woo! You say, I just want to be special. The most special thing you'll ever hook up with is your place in the local church. 
tell you, it's special, pretty special. I know Enoch was translated, and, and I know Philip was translated, and somebody else was translated. I forget who else it was. Not many. I'm telling you, not many. This was just Philip, one of those guys in the local church who was a good reputation, full of the Holy Ghost. I mean, just a good guy serving in a church. Now, look at this. Look at this in Acts 21. I'm almost through. Paul. Now, now Saul of Tarsus is no longer wreaking havoc, wrecking havoc in the local churches. Now he's actually the one who is every, every missionary journey Paul took, every single one of them was for the purpose of establishing and building churches. Every single one of them. I can't read you all those scriptures right now, but that I, I could if you wanted me to stay here another 30 or 45 minutes, but I won't. But anyway, look at this now. It's been 20 years later, and Paul is now the apostle, and he is traveling, and he comes to Caesarea, which is the last place we found that Philip went to. And it says uh, in verse 8 of chapter 21 of Acts, On the next day, we who were Paul's companions departed and came to Caesarea and entered the house. Now watch this now. Of Philip the Evangelist. Philip the Evangelist, you know, he's the only one in the New Testament that is called an evangelist. The only example of a New Testament ex uh, evangelist is Philip. Now, Paul told Timothy, do the work of an evangelist, but Philip is the only example that we have of a New Testament evangelist. But that's not all he remembers about Philip. He says, Philip, the evangelist, who was one of the seven. How many of you know what that's referring to? That's referring to his activity in the local church. Corporate calling releases individual calling. Listen to me. Corporate calling releases individual calling. One of the seven was where he, 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 was, he was a functioning member of a local church. And as an evangelist, he stood in an office that was a gift that was given to the church. It's for the purpose of spreading the word outside to those who have not heard. I'm telling you right now, Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not stop it. Hallelujah. Woo, glory to God. Sounds like that's the place to be. Still known, still after 20 years later. He was still known as one of the seven, a reputation that stayed with him for the rest of his life as he took the gospel to all the world. Glory, Glory to God. God. Thank God for the place, the family of God. We are. Uh, 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 do not ever let anyone diminish the place of the local church in your life. Because they're, what they're really after is diminishing the place of the pastor in your life. And if they can do that, they will diminish the direction of the plan of God in your life. Wow. Hallelujah. Wow. Oh, glory to God. This is probably my favorite song. Because when I found out what I was a part of, the significance of who I was just changed. No longer struggling. But just entering in to the place 
the family of God. This is my family portrait. Of building the church. I'll stay in my place. I'll stay in my place. I don't care how hard it is. I don't care how hard it is. I'm living from heaven. I'm living from heaven. Well, I hardly even notice. Well, I hardly even notice. When a wrong is done. When a wrong is done. I'm living in love. I'm living in love. I'm staying the course. I'm staying the course. Until the job is finished. Until the job is Right now, we're calling people into this church. We're going to call people back into the church that want to be productive and be a blessing. Now, you're always going to have people that aren't going to enter in. You're always going to have people like that. But you be one of those full of the Holy Ghost, of good reputation. You be the one that does. That's how you get on with the plan of God. Don't you be affected by them. You let what you're doing affect them. Yeah, that's right. There's always, always going to be people, people complaining. Like, you know, you're always going to have people like that. And then was, there's going to be people I, who I are saying, a, I, I want to help. I was in a church service once, and we're very, very, I just rededicated my life. And um, and they said, well, you know, if uh, you don't like what's going on out around here, then just, there's the door. Don't let it hit you, you know, leaving. And I, and I, I was like, I, I, I like to lost, and I said, you can sit down. You know. That's not what she told me, I'm telling if you. If I didn't know, if I didn't know any better. I would have thought that pastor didn't want didn't want me here because I don't understand what's going on here. But I'm willing to stay. I'm willing to stay. So I was mature enough to stay. You progress. You know, I you know, progress because you know you hear the voice of the shepherd, but you also have an under shepherd that you'll hear the voice of. You know the Holy Spirit left. You know, Jesus really did us a favor when he left. <laughs> I mean, what if you couldn't get over to Nazareth today, you know? And he's the only one that could have touched you, you know what I mean? I mean, he did us a favor when he left. Yeah. He helped us. He, helped he said, us. it's to your advantage that it's I leave. He said, it's expedient. He said, I, I, he said it's not going to diminish said, anything. It's going to increase. It's expedient. Yeah. I mean, I got to get out of here. And that's not a dot com. Yeah, you know, man. Expedient. I don't even know that story. Well, that's all right. We're okay. not going to tell it now. <laughs> then I go. And he says, then the Holy Ghost will come on you. You know, when he said the anointing, you know, is upon me to, to, to preach uh, 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 deliverance to, to the captive. You know, that, 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 that anointing is on me. And then, I mean, I mean, you read the whole rest of the thing. And then he says, greater works than these shall you do if you believe, you know. I mean, obviously that anointing. I mean, I was just Southern Baptist Jew, so I wasn't quite sure. But I thought, wow, if that's the truth, then what he did, I can do. I thought, this is great. I think I will. So the first girl that was healed, she had crooked hips. The second lady that was healed, female organs were taken out of her body surgically by the doctor. And she took our, our music and built her faith on it and said, I'm ready to receive my healing. And had her pastor pray for it. He said, well, he said, uh, what'd you come for? She said, I am now ready to receive. And every time they hear our song, every time they hear our music, they just cry. And the husband got turned on because of what happened. <laughs> That's the same anointing. That's the same anointing. Her, her female organs were, were reproduced in her body by the Holy Ghost, recreated. 
re -re -cre recreated. I'm telling this story. Both of you now, listen. You're making me say the wrong things. If it's the right thing, I'll say it. Well, somebody said reproduce. Somebody said recreate. Somebody said, well, okay. They weren't there and they're there. It's kind of like having an arm that wasn't there and all of a sudden it's there again. What is that? Reproduce? Well, it used to be there, but now it's there again. Reproduce, recreate, I don't know, whatever. It's a miracle. It's a miracle. <laughs> but actually, you know, for God, it was everyday work. <laughs> for us, it was a miracle. Remember they said, they said, you know, you, you're going to see, you know, you'll see the, 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 the glory of God. And most of the people, you know, when Lazarus was that, most of them, were, were, they, looked, they looked for a miracle, but they actually didn't see the glory. They could see the glory. Because the glory you can live off of, I mean, day in, day out. You know, with or without seeing anything else. If you see that, you will see something else. You know, we have NBC, ABC, NBC. I don't see nothing. They'll take the C out of there, shouldn't they? <laughs> or maybe it's a faith statement. I don't know. Anyway, we see. We see. We see that anointing that's on our, on our lives. We see, we, we see the power that raised Christ from the dead, isn't it? We see that God couldn't help us except he had to take us and blow up that old person we used to believe. I mean, you know, when somebody had a thing where they had a car. And, it, you know, they said there was, a, there was an old dilapidated car and it went through this building, dilapidated. And it went through this building. And when it came out of this building, it was just a shiny new car. And Lois and I said, that's not right. That's not right. That is just absolutely had, not right. It had new paint, that, new, you know, new paint. Oh, we thought, man, that, that's just wrong. That's going to give you the wrong idea of how to live your life. Because if that were true, then it won't be long till you'll scar it up again. No, no, no. You, what, this is the real picture of redemption. It says, you know, new Christ, you know, new creation of Christ. No, the real picture of new creation is you have a car sitting there and you've hit a MIG, you know, a rocket, and it goes and blows that thing up and there's nothing left of it. And then... And God then on says, the other side is a, like a brand new, uh, I don't know, what have you just bought? A brand new rabbit or something. Because it's a different species. Yeah, it's a different species. Not the same as it was. And so a then new God species. Said, he said, I had to absolutely take you and blow you up and reproduce in you anyone who believes Jesus is the Son of God will be reproduced inside of you. Life will hit your dead spirit. You'll come alive. And that same life will do anything in your life that you need. Faith in it, faith in it, faith in it, faith in it. And then take you to heaven when you die. Makes me want to do the Michael Jackson. Hallelujah. So this is what I'd like to do right now. I would like to... Um, uh, uh, several people asked me. And, and I believe that it's the will of the Lord. And I believe I, I, I want to do this. Um... Because some of the church ministers that came to the ministers' conference said, "You know, are we are we going to get something?" I said, "Well, sure, you will get something." She probably already got it. <laughs> Till Osmond said, "You're waiting to, for me to get through preaching so you can get healed." He said, "I'm waiting for you to get healed so I can get through preaching." <laughs> oh, it is good. <laughs> it's very good. And so I will. I would like to to to, to lay hands on you uh, this morning. It'll be quick. It'll be quick because I believe in the transfer anointing. I would love to lay hands on you. Ushers, you're going to have to be so, so fast. When you stand behind people, you've got to stand there like, I mean, because most of the time they'll crumble. I mean, some of you already saw that, you know, they'll just crump, they'll just crumble and you, you don't let them hit their head and just stand there. Be ready. You know, you can't just kind of stand and look and maybe they will, maybe they won't. Most of them will. Be ready to catch 
back, back, back of their, their waist and their head. You can take them down. I know, but you know what? I, you know, still, I, I saw someone fall the other night. So what, we should be careful, you know, how you, how you, in other words, be alert. You know, expect it. Expect it. I always expect something to happen when I lay hands on somebody. I expect the power of God to go into them. I expect the anointing to transfer. I expect something to happen. I expect diabetes to leave. I expect cripples to stand up. I expect something to happen when I lay hands on people. And if there's too many people to lay hands on, then I expect it to happen when I say, You're free. I expect it. I feel like it's a dart shooting in the air. Like that. Like a laser. I expect it. But you expect it. You expect it. Because not all the time are you healed with gifts. It's, 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 take the word of God. Take the word of God. My voice was gone. My voice was totally gone. I believed it when I rededicated my life. I was a rock and roll singer. I ended up in L.A. and did some television shows. And, and I've been, I've, I've entertained you, I could name names. I was their entertainer because it was hard to get an entertainer who can entertain entertainers. You had to be kind of different to do that because you have to keep their attention. And so like they, we're trying to do yours. Yeah, like I'm trying to do yours. But you well, we know what keep, time it is. We're almost through. You have to keep entertainers' attention. So they would fly me, you know, from Dallas where I had my show, and they'd fly me into Palm Springs, and I would entertain all the celebrities. And and you know just. It, just Keeping, keeping them right on the edge of their seat. Oh, I could name now. Gosh, some of the people are so funny. Anyway, and so, and so you talk, now I can talk. I didn't say one word to you about, I didn't say one word to you about time, not one word. And so, um, hallelujah, hallelujah. She never says she goes very long, and I, and I time her services, you know. And you know, she says, oh, I don't go very long. I go 15 minutes, 10 or 15 minutes. I'm like, if we didn't do this, you guys get bored. What? Hallelujah. And I lost my voice. But listen, I lost my voice after I rededicated my life. It was down to a whisper. And we had done three TV shows. Praise the Lord. Uh, TBN and Richard Roberts show. And I was whispering. When they were, they put that, that mic up for me, I was going, There's a band of believers. They know their rights. They're going to take a stand. They know their power. I mean, I was down to a whisper because the growth was on my vocal cord. And the doctor said, The only way, and he said, We're not even sure it can happen. Even if we operate laser, you could lose your voice. I said, Well, how much time do I have? He said, Well, it's growing pretty fast. He said, now you, he said, you're a singer. This could affect your life. I said, well, give me some time. He said, I wouldn't wait over three, four weeks. He said, it could be totally closed. I said, well, just give me a little bit of time. And so I walked out of that office and I put on our music and I, I couldn't sing with our, our songs. I couldn't hit the notes with any of them. Tears started streaming down my cheeks. And I thought, this isn't going to cut it. Crying is not going to cut it. As much as I'd love to be able to hit those notes, crying is not going to cut it. So I went home and I got out my confession. If anyone says to this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the she and shall not doubt, but believes in her heart that they receive whatever she say, if you stand forgiving, you know, I'm forgiving, I'm forgiving everybody. Forgive, forgive, forgive. Okay, I'm trying to, I'm thinking of things that I didn't even do and I'm forgiving, I'm asking to forgive. And you know, I'm thinking of things that I might have could have done. And I said, oh Lord God, I forgive myself. And so, and boy, I kept saying that every day, every day, every day. And I, at first I was crying when I said it. The second day, I was still crying. The third day, I was crying. The fourth day, I got a little better. And the fifth day, I was uh, 
saying this man you be removed do you hear me you can't stay on me who do you think you are you must go the doctors told me I have a situation I have a growth on my vocal cord but I'm telling you right now I'm not going to receive that I don't believe that in the name of Jesus you leave you leave and I'm whispering doing all this you leave you leave bless God thank you Lord oh thank you you're my healer Jesus you're my healer thank you Lord the Holy Spirit you're the one who does the work of God on the earth Holy Spirit you're the one who does the work of God on the earth you're healing me you're healing me now you're healing me right now I will finish what you called me to do I will go to the nations we hadn't gone to France at that point I will finish what's going on and I kept saying it and I called my sister she's my secretary and I'd say hello Nancy and she'd say oh bless God your voice sounds stronger than I've ever heard it and I said okay thank you very much good to have people who stand with you it's good to have people who stand with you even if it looks hopeless if you don't have a word from the Lord that they're going to die don't say it Even if you do, keep it to yourself. It looked hopeless. The doctor said it was hopeless. It's growing. If you had an operation, there's 50-50 chance that we'll hit it. I know somebody who had that operation today and she now cannot sing. Julie, Julie, Julie. Same operation. I'm going to fly you in to one of the specialists. So then one day I was singing, I was vocalizing. I was, ah, ah, ah. It had been four or five weeks. Ah. I was just walking out my house because I called this teacher, vocal teacher, and he said, keep vocalizing. Ah. And I went, ah, 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 ah. I called my sister and I said, listen to my voice, listen to my voice, listen to my voice. I said, isn't this great? She said, oh, yeah, but she said, I already heard it that way a long time ago. Just blew my thunder. Anything's possible with God. Anything's possible with God. Anything. So there are times when you speak the word of God. Then there are times when you're in a Holy Ghost meeting. And the anointing falls on all who hear the message. And when you hear it, you're all healed. Woo! Many, 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 many. But you've got to believe it. Believe it. What a blessing you are to this church. What a, what a blessing you are to this church. There are things that you have, 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 have taken some of your, your concentration right now, but it won't always be that way. So to the Spirit, so to the Spirit. And you can still move and you can still walk and you can still speak. What a combination. Get up and go for it. Lord. Now, I want you to listen real carefully. If there's anyone in this room and you've never made Jesus Christ your Lord, that is the most important thing in this world, is that you know Him as Lord. And I want to pray for you this morning to make Him your Savior. Now, you know, my mother did not wait for the church to do it. My mother led all of us to the Lord. I mean, she told us about Jesus. She put us, she drilled that inside of us. I mean, she didn't wait for a Sunday school teacher to tell us about Jesus. She didn't wait for the pastor to tell us about Jesus. We were raised right out of the womb to know Jesus. I mean, she, she, she handled that great. And so, you know, but if perchance you're here. And your parents have been talking to you, but you've never really publicly confessed Jesus as Lord or publicly said, yes, I believe he is the Son of God, the Savior of the world. Then I want him to be my Lord. Then I want you to come forward when I, when I ask for this and say, I want Jesus as my Lord. I want to publicly pronounce that he's Lord. Or maybe you're backslidden today. Maybe there's sin in your life. 
and you need to get it right. I'll never forget the day I, I, I uh, a drug addict, rock and roll singer, and I came back to the Lord. I was crying so hard, but I answered the call of church membership, and everybody in the church thought, gosh, she's excited to be a member of this church. But what they didn't know is I was excited that he still wanted me. And let me, I got news for you. He always wants you. He always wants you. He always wants you. So now you need to be the same way toward other people. I just thought I'd throw that out there. And so uh, if you need to... Sp- if you need to pray in other tongues this morning, you never feel with the spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. I want to pray for you. Listen, we haven't lost a patient yet. Guaranteed to pray in the Holy Ghost. I'll tell you, some things are happening so fast now. People are just getting spirit filled everywhere in the, in the congregation. They're getting spirit filled. They're getting born again everywhere. They're coming. Some in some churches, they'll start walking to the platform even before we're finished doing anything. People will just start coming. I mean, the glory just starts pulling them and bringing them in. You guys just jump in. Bring people in and see what God will do. Bring them in. Invite people to church. Go by and pick them up. So if everybody bow your head and close your eyes. Real quick, I want to ask you. Anyone in here, any of those three that I called out, I want you to quickly slip your hand up right in the air. So I want to see. Slip your hand up real quick and say, pray for me, Cindy. You're not That's born again. me. You're not I need Jesus Christ as my Savior. I'm begging you right now. I need Jesus. Oh, I need to rededicate my life. Or I need to pray in tongues. Slip your hand up anywhere. I need to get right. Some things have been wrong. I've had a bad attitude. And I've had a wrong, wrong thoughts and wrong feelings about some things. And I really want them to change. And I'm sorry. Anyone else? Slip your hand up. You can put your hand back down. Yes. Anyone else? I'm really sorry. I'm so sorry about that. Father, thank you. Thank you for helping me. I've just, I've just said things that were wrong. I've, I've, I've you know, I've, I've talked about people or I've done, you know, just, I'm telling you, talking about someone is just as bad as killing someone. Because, you know, we all have our relative, you know, well, it's not, well, you know, they really did something. No, no, you did something. But what you do, don't, 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 you don't carry it and don't be heavy over it. Just say, Lord, I repent. Thank you for forgiving me and walk on because we need, we need, we need all the soldiers we can get. Life's too short. It's too short. This thing's winding down. We need good, strong soldiers. So once you've said that today, you lift your head up high. You go, it's gone. And the devil says, yeah, but you remember? And you go, no, really, I don't remember that. It's over. It's over. My God has forgiven me. He's cleansed me from all unrighteousness. And I'm walking on. And I am going to smile at Sister Susie. You're just a hypocrite, the devil says. You're just a hypocrite. You look at him and you go, just make a bigger smile than before. Give her an offering. I'm doing whatever's necessary to prove the devil's wrong. Now, everybody look up here. Ha-ha. I saw those hands going up. I'm going to pray for you. But this is, this is something else I want to do. Anybody who right now, who says, would you lay hands on me, Cindy? Uh, the, the anointing, the transfer of the anointing, you know, whatever. I just like to get it all. Can I get everything you got? Well, this is small enough. We can do it. Ushers. How many ushers do we have? what I want you to do. You're five, six. People line up. I want an usher behind this one, an usher behind this one, an usher behind this one. How are six ushers line up? line up behind the first six people. The first six people. One on one. Soon as, as you catch them, run to the next six, okay? Because this anointing will go real quick, very fast. We hope you've enjoyed this message by Lois Toucher and Cindy Duvall of Shekinah Glory Ministries. For more information about Shekinah Glory, 
log on to our website at www.shekinahglory.com. There you'll find our entire catalog of teaching materials, music CDs, and books, all available for online purchase. The website also offers our daily devotional, updates from the road, and our ministry itinerary so you can pray for us as we travel throughout the United States and overseas. You can also join our mailing list in order to receive regular newsletter updates of ongoing ministry projects. Thank you and God bless you for your support of Shekinah Glory Ministries. We couldn't do it without you. Truly, the knowledge of the glory of the Lord shall fill all the earth. This is Ray Toucher, speaking for Shekinah Glory Ministries. Thank you and God bless you.